0: melanin, but it's p-h-e-o not like fail like ugly (laughs) (laughs) we still need we still need to find a system to figure out who goes first yeah
1: i saw these things online where you like it's like the dishwasher thing where you like flip it for clean or dirty and we would just flip it for And leave it for whoever was uh,
0: Yeah we could just put it on the dial And then turn this dial to You or me so we know But then how do we remember which one
1: I think we need something separate from the dial Like something that just
0: Yeah we need to date it What so we know
1: No it's just one side is you And one side is me And then it's like a pebble and we'll flip it And it'll just stay on the side Until we flip it again
0: Until we forget to flip it
1: we're not going to forget.
0: <laughs> all right, so we're back.
1: Yeah, welcome back. This is going to be a little bit of a short one. It's also going to get posted on Sunday instead of like first thing in the morning, but we're back, so that's all that matters.
0: This is called I Should Know This with Ellie and Joey, where we talk about things that we should, or we get asked about things we should know, and then we answer them, and then we fact check at the end. That's right. Who goes first?
1: Um, I can go first if you want. Or you can ask me, I don't care.
0: Who goes first means who asks first.
1: Yeah, I always, I'm always, i always unsure of what it actually means when I'm like, I'll go first. It's like, am I answering first or asking first?
0: What do you want to do? Rock, paper, scissor?
1: No, just if you want me to answer first, I can do that, that's fine.
0: Okay. So my question is going to be somewhat relevant to Wi-Fi.
1: Okay. It's
0: directly relevant to Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay. This has to do with signal swapping. And it's relating to two things. So the first being, when you get home, why does sometimes my phone or my iPad choose to connect to the 2G or the 2.4 versus the 5, the slower one, why does it prioritize that? And then sometimes you run into the issue where it connects to the optimum or something. So that's the first part of the question. Why is it prioritizing? And then the second part is, we have like, for example, the drone where it'll choose to swap between the 2.4 or the 5, depending on what is more strong, what is stronger at the time. So,
1: Okay. Um, so, signal swapping, there's two parts.
0: And don't call me an end user.
1: Okay. Um, there's two parts. It depends on the device you're using and the way that the network is set up. So... In a home network, which is like ours, with our home Wi-Fi.
0: Because we're at home?
1: Yeah. When you walk in the door, the signal for 2.4 is likely stronger than the signal for 5, just because it's a lower frequency and it reaches further.
0: So it goes a further distance.
1: Yeah. And so even like from the elevator or the hallway, your phone could connect to 2.4 as you're walking towards our door and then you get in and it's on 2.4 and then maybe once you're sitting in the living room it'll switch it but usually it just stays on one if it's adequate
0: but with my iPhone I don't have the ability to prioritize the 5
1: mhm the only way I think you could do that is if you click forget this network and you don't put in the password for 2.4 and you only connect it to 5 ever
0: okay well i think that When I've done Forget This Network, it remembers it because it's the same. It's obviously going to be the same password because it's still...
1: Yeah, it's tough with like the iCloud family sharing stuff because I'm pretty sure even like your other devices being connected to it, it'll share that like password with your phone because everything is linked with like the Mac products. Mm -hmm. I was going to say like in a stadium or in anywhere else, they usually um, have more than one... Antenna, right? So our apartment has one router with the antennas. There's obviously one for 2.4 and one for 5 at least.
0: I thought we had two antennas because it had the signal pointing or whatever it's called. It has the ability to
1: change the radio frequency,
0: direct the signal. So if it knows I'm in the other room mm-hmm. and you're 180 degrees in the other room, it'll beam both directions.
1: Okay. Or Um, if we're
0: 90 degrees to each other or right now, let's say we're 15 degrees, Mm -hmm. it's signaling all of it this way.
1: Well, it depends on the router that you have. We have the airport, right, Mm -hmm. from Apple. So it's like technically a smarter system. I mean, if you think of just like the very basic systems, one antenna for one frequency is normally what you would see. And sometimes you'll have like those four little points coming up. And then two are for two point four, and two are for five. And you tilt, you point one going straight up, and one going sideways, right, in hopes that that gives you full coverage. Yeah, sure. Um, but in like in a, a, the built environment, you're gonna have more than one antenna, more than one access point throughout the building, and the way that they prevent you from joining, like an access point that's really far away, just because you have a little bit of signal and like you say you connect into the closest access point when you're coming through the entrance but then you're like walking down a hallway and you're no longer closest to that one but your phone is still connected to it the way that they that's called roaming and the way that they avoid that is when you fall below a certain signal threshold so not only the signal that you're so it's actually not focused on the signal your phone has it's focused on the signal the access point receives from your phone. So whenever you're like interacting with the internet wirelessly, you're getting signals sent to you, but you're also sending requests back. Mm -hmm, So the signal strength of that request, if it's below a certain threshold of strength, they'll kick you off the access point. And that way, like, the entrance access points don't get overloaded with people that have connected and then since left that location. And so more people can join as they come in. So that's how you get, like, kicked off. And then your phone will immediately start pinging the other next closest access point, the next strongest one that it can connect to on that network um, so that it can give you, like, a continuous experience.
0: So then when you take a... Device like a drone Mm -hmm. where it's choosing to actively flop signal based on signal strength, I guess. Mm -hmm. How is it prioritizing that? I mean, obviously it's based on strength, but Mm -hmm. how is it not losing connection because obviously you want that or you need that connection for safety, et cetera?
1: Yeah. So with a drone, what I would assume is happening is it's pinging all of the available access points that it could connect to. Or whatever available signal there is, and it's doing an algorithm based on both the strength and the speed of their request return.
0: Yeah, so this is just a, you know a closed system between the remote control and the device. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing external except for GPS, okay. which is acting as a separate thing.
1: So then it's testing; it's doing this test through like the connection to your remote control and just checking a series of, like, different qualities, right? So one is strength. The other one is, like, the speed that it's able to, like, send a request and receive the, like... So then the ax- the the receiving end, when it receives a request, <laughs> sends back a little, like, note that says request received. That's, like, the first thing. So wh- whichever system does that faster, obviously. Um, because the way that, I mean... I don't know exactly the system that the drones are using, but the way that Wi-Fi works in general is it's like, it's what they call like a polite protocol. So you basically get in line and it's a, it's like a, the line is like milliseconds, you know, it's not very long, but with the devices we have now, that makes a difference. So it'll like count how long it takes for something to get sent back.
0: Didn't you say that, or someone had said that, one uses radio waves and otherwise
1: well the new drones were like for extra stability we're using like wi-fi and radio and i got annoyed because they're both radio but whatever it's fine it's just a it's just a technical it, it's just there's so many things in like technology nowadays that's all this like marketing these like marketing ploys where they trick you with the words they're using to make you think you're getting like something more. And it's just like not the case in real life. Great.
0: So I think just to keep this moving, seems like you know a lot about this. So I don't know, we're gonna have to fact check so much, but why don't we change this direction a second?
1: Okay, so you want me to ask, you know, we did strategize to have Olive on the couch this time, so she can't actually walking around and doing all the stuff she does to bother us. On she the is recording.
0: tired.
1: Yeah. Okay. Personally. All right. All so right. So, did that you. answer your question?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Did you know the answer already?
0: Kind of. Like I knew that strength had to do with it, but it drives me crazy when I'm on my iPad and I'm doing stuff, and then all of a sudden it's slow, and I know it's slow, and then I realize it's on the 2.4, and I'm like, get rid of this stay on the five i never want 2.4 like our next router should have no no option but the five
1: you could probably turn it off on ours
0: no i tried
1: interesting
0: i'm i'm not a cs
1: maybe you just need to click forget this network on all of your devices and yeah. then i'll press it too.
0: <laughs> anyways
1: okay it's your turn to ask me. oh no it's my turn to ask you i God. could ask you another one if you God, want i forgot all right um my question is is relevant to right now, cause Joey and I are going to Chile pretty soon. And he always, whenever we're going from winter to summer, we'll start. Sí,
0: yo puedo hablar español si quieres.
1: Okay. So <coughs> right before we ever go to like a summer location. Joey, right before we ever go to a summer location, Joey starts tanning before we go. And I wanted you to explain to everyone because everyone I think has the impression that tanning is never good for you ever. And that like you see all those statistics where people that go tanning even once increase their chances of getting skin cancer by whatever percentage. So I wanted you to explain from your scientific expertise why what you're doing is okay and why it makes sense for what Or going on vacation and things like that.
0: I'm not trying to buy time, but I I, for a second I did have to buy. When you were talking, I was like, I need. I know this. What is the one word that I can't think of? And I'm going to say it now so I don't forget because it's the most obvious. It's called melanin, and everyone should know it. But let's just start.
1: Different from melatonin, right?
0: Yes. Um, one makes you sleepy. No, I know they just just sound similar. One's a hormone. Okay. That, (laughs) anyways. We talked about hormones. That's why I thought it was funny. Yeah. So just to talk about tanning in its most broadest stroke. When you go tanning, there's a giant misconception that going to a tanning salon or getting sun, you know, causes skin cancer. And that is true, especially in white collar workers where they don't go out in the sun the most. It's actually, you know, been studied that the the blue collar workers like construction workers, etc., that spend all their time. In sunlight. And I mean, when you are out in the winter, people get sunburned as well. You know, think about when you're going skiing and there's a reflection off of the snow, people get surprised that that happens. So let's say, you know, an average office worker, they're working from their office 52 weeks, 50 weeks, they get two weeks off. Let's say they spend those two weeks going on vacation. They go out in the sun, the sunscreen wears off and then they get burned, but they get burned badly because they don't even have a base layer. And even if they go outside on the weekends...
1: But what does it mean to have a base layer, I guess is the question. Um,
0: So we're talking about like a base suntan. Okay. So all this has to do with melanin synthesis. So the melanin is responsible for the color of your skin. So when you're not getting exposed, let's say it's wintertime right now where we are, we're not getting exposed to a lot of sun. And if I sat outside, I would be... But I'm not sitting outside and all that my face would see is all this. When I go outside, my face would see the sun, but otherwise the rest of my body is not going to see it. So only my face is going to start the melanin synthesis. It's going to allow more melanin to be produced so that I get more tan. So
1: melanin synthesis is when your skin starts to realize that it's getting sun and it produces more melanin to protect you or what is it doing? You
0: nailed it. You know this. Okay. So why are you asking? I don't
1: know what it means. I'm guessing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that's exactly it. So your body is producing more melanin, um, to protect itself and that darker complexion can absorb more light. So as you tan, the darker you get. So the reason that I'm tanning right now is because I love sunscreen, but I don't apply it as often as I should. And I know that. And also, I want to be dark. I like the the way I look. I'm not going to be leathery dark. I'm not one of those Jersey Shore kinds. But I do like having a, a little bit of a, a tan going on all year if I can. And I mean, naturally is the best way. But what I'll do is I go to the tanning salon and I'll just go for two minutes was my first time. So my body gets exposed to it so that the sun penetrates from past my epidermis but into my dermis where it's getting stimulated um where it's getting stimulated once it's stimulated then it starts to produce the melanin but it only saw one exposure so, so
1: is melanin a shield
0: no melanin is just a color is a pigment or it's okay. pigmenting
1: so how it, it's just so darker can absorb more light yeah like exactly when a car well think that's about black, it black like gets hotter yeah than a white car
0: whereas white is very
1: reflective. Yeah. That seems kind of like it could protect you in a reflective way too.
0: Yeah. Well, so let's just talk about color, right? It's white is absorbing all the colors and black is actually reflecting. Sorry, now I'm getting confused.
1: <laughs> white is.
0: So when you see red, it's absorbing every color except for red. Yeah. Or white, it's absorbing everything. And for black, it's reflecting everything, right?
1: No, it's the opposite. White is all colors, like is when no color is being absorbed. So everything's being reflected back and you see white. Black is when everything's being absorbed.
0: I want to fact check this.
1: Okay. That was part of my one from before, remember? No. When I did, I talked about additive and subtractive colors. So okay, sorry. the whole
0: idea with the melanin, um, so, so the whole idea with tanning is that you're simulating your body with melanin Mm -hmm. so when it sees one exposure, it's not going to produce a lot because it's saying, Oh, it just saw it this once. It hasn't seen it for all these days. I'm not going to produce a lot, but I'll produce some. Mm -hmm. But then when you repeat that two days later and two days later, then it goes, Oh yeah, there's, there's a stimulus that's saying it's sunny. Your body's going to be seeing this on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I need to produce more. So then Mm -hmm. it starts producing more of that melanin. Um, so then you're getting dark, darker, and that's how you you get your tan. So then when you go outside, you don't need as much sunscreen or you don't need sunscreen regularly. Because you're just not
1: going to burn as easily.
0: Now, like when I go tanning, if I went for six minutes the first time, I'm going to get deeply sunburned because my body's not ready. It's not producing the melanin. It doesn't have the stimulus from previous exposures to produce it. So it's going to say, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And it's just going to absorb the UVA and the UVB. The UVB is what you're, is what gives you your sunburn. That's the one on the epidermis, the most outer layer. And then mm. the UVA is where you want to get to with the, the rays because that's going to stimulate the melanin. But UVA is also the one that's more likely to cause cancer because that's the one that's actually getting into those very deep skin cells and those are the ones that are more uh, mutagenic or capable of it so you want to be careful and you want to make sure that you're doing it the right way it's like anything too much uh, all at once can be a bad thing but in small doses mm-hmm. it can be okay so
1: yeah okay i think you answered my question
0: all right We're going to have to fact check some color and light stuff.
1: I'm pretty sure I'm right, but we'll see.
0: Oh, okay. How sure?
1: I don't know. I don't want to be proven wrong.
0: Okay. (laughs) And cue the fact check. Fact check. We're back, right? All righty. Yeah, but...
1: (sighs) Okay, so I'm going to start off by explaining um, some of the syncing OcuSync with drones because that's specific to your dji drone in terms of why it's choosing which signal when
0: so you were able to find some details on it
1: some but not a ton okay but basically the drone is using um the right frequency for both the distance and latency and latency really is just like the speed that you're
0: like the lag time or the response time
1: exactly So yeah, the Mavic 2.0 with OcuSync 2.0 can either use 2.4 gigahertz or 5.8 gigahertz, which gives it more flexibility when there's a lot of interference in the transition in the transmission. So if it senses there's interference on one of the channels it's using, it just switches automatically to one where it's finding that there isn't a lot of interference. So that's like a major factor in which indicator it uses to switch from one to another
0: so they're they're more measuring so it's less about the signal strength of the drone between the device and the remote it's more about the interference that it's getting from external things like we live in a relatively busy neighborhood so there's so much wi-fi that it's going to look for the one that's least intrusive so it can get the best strength amongst it
1: yeah, I was going to say, I mean, oh, it okay. still comes down to strength because it's just how you define strength.
0: But I mean, the way that they're doing it is they're more filtering out.
1: It's both like which is the strongest and also which is the most reliable. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then for iPhones, and it's hard to find an article that's recent enough that probably incorporates all of the different software changes that they do all the time through pushes, but... Basically, the newer iPhones have like um, AI, like artificial intelligence, in that the ranking system it uses to pick which Wi-Fi it's on depends on how often you manually connect to a specific Wi-Fi and how often you manually disconnect from a specific Wi-Fi. But I mean, so, the only
0: way I can disconnect is by forgetting the network. Or I guess I could prioritize the other one by clicking on it.
1: Well, the... the um article I found shows that you you like have to press forget this network in order to show that you're manually disconnecting but the iPhone chooses security first over signal strength
0: so we're getting a little off topic and if it's something we should save that's fine but we're using the same router it's using the same encryption so why would it so it's not a security risk at that point.
1: So yeah, the way that it ranks is... Um,
0: by coolest router name mm-hmm. or what network name.
1: Um, I'll post the article and hopefully it helps. But really the main thing is it says if iOS finds a few suitable networks after scoring the options, then it prioritizes them based on security level and orders them by the type of network security in place. If it determines that multiple networks have the exact same security level, then priority is given to the networks with the strongest signal. That makes and sense. And then it's using you know, this the AI learning so that it knows which networks you prefer to connect to.
0: I think AI is great, but I'm a person that prefers a stick car over an automatic car because I like the manual control. Not that it won't get there, but I think it's the education process for the device or whatever it is that we're working with it makes it uh well so just okay I'm gonna go the off other topic. thing
1: I was gonna say is that there's I have another article that kind of explains what I was saying where it has to be a partnership with your phone jumping to other access points and also the access point kicking you off and what they I think it this is a little funny but what they call um, phones or devices that stay connected to an access point that's really far away they're called sticky clients Ooh. Which I thought is silly. Okay. I'll post those. All right.
0: I'm not going to talk about AI. <laughs> um, So when it comes to skin and tanning and all those little details. So, you know, a lot of what we talked about melanin was pretty spot on. There are two forms of melanin. There's the eumelanin and then there's the pheomelanin. But it's P-H-E-O, not like like ugly <laughs> anyways so the the melanin is responsible for like more like the black and white versus the eumelanin, melanin, which is like the red and the yellow, okay, so um, that's why you're gonna get those those different kind of complexions. The one thing that I realized, and I didn't wanna interject it was vitamin D, so there's a lot that has to do with vitamin D and why sunlight is so impactful for that um but when we talked about the absorbing of colors and i don't know how much of our debate we're going to to leave into this podcast but um black is not a color uh, a black object absorbs all the colors so it's the
1: absence of color that so, sounds like what i said
0: so black is absorbing all the colors right and therefore the melanin being the darker hue is absorbing all More colors. Now you're wondering why that's the case. And it's all about energy states, right? And energy. So you're taking that light energy and you're converting it into heat energy. So you're taking those harmful UVB rays and they convert into like more of a heat energy because of the color. Yeah. Well, it's not even about the sweating, but it's just about taking those rays that can penetrate and dive all the way deep into your skin. And converting
1: and, them before they penetrate.
0: Yeah, making them into slower waves. Okay. I don't want to talk about sunscreens because that could be a separate if you want to make that a topic, but it is a that's something that one. I shouldn't know. I do know. <laughs> I hope I still know. Um,
1: that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, so when they talk about tanning in general, it it isn't safe. Right, Because you are exposing yourself to UVA and UVB, which is something that you should try and avoid. In a perfect world, you're going to be ghostly white and you're going to get no melanoma. Or not ghostly white, but you're going to be your original complexion. Mm -hmm. And you won't expose yourself to any UV rays. And therefore, you can't get skin cancer because it is those UV rays causing the cancer. Mm -hmm. So the best way to prevent cancer is to avoid light. Now back in the day, you know, hundreds of maybe thousands of years ago, people didn't have sunscreens. They didn't have vitamin D as vitamins, you know, or supplements. So, they didn't have those options for getting vitamin D in any other way. I mean, maybe through food, but the whole intention now is to live a more healthy lifestyle, to live more cancer-free lifestyle. So, I guess that's the um, the ultimatum there, but I mean, when you go back to the primitive man, they were covered in hair. They started to lose the hair, but then the vitamin D was the only way they could really get it is through, you know, either food or sunlight. And then they created the melanin to help counter the the cancer causing. I don't know that I need to go into too much more. The Can are you take
1: be. melanin as a supplement?
0: So you can't take melanin as a supplement. There was an ingredient that I used to use when I made a suntan lotion and it wasn't the the DHA, which literally changes the color of your skin because it reacts with your skin. Um, it, but it was an ingredient called tanositol. Obviously, that was like a tray name because it has the word tan. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole idea was that instead of having to expose yourself to sunlight to stimulate it, you could literally apply the cream. And that cream would react with your melanocyte, causing it to stimulate the synthesis of melanin. So you wouldn't need uv to give you that that melanin synthesis oh. you could like chemically kind of induce it through the pathways
1: mm-hmm. and you don't use it anymore
0: i don't formulate anymore. anymore so. but
1: if you could you would it's not because you don't think it's useful
0: oh i think it's great yeah if yeah. i could i would you know i would have put it on a couple times before i started tanning just so that my body was ready to start producing so i could get the most bang for my buck got it cool and that's i think all that we have to cover For this episode. I thought it was going to be a shorter one. doesn't seem like it will be. But that's fine.
1: I think the fact check was short. Because we both kind of knew what we were talking about. For once.
0: (laughs) And this was I Knew This. With Ellie and Joey. Olive was comfortably sitting between us this time. So we don't have to worry about her interrupting. She was passed out. Which is great. (sighs) And we'll see you at a regular hour.
1: Next week. Sounds good. Over and out. Bye.